You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Thursday. Another information-packed show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect coming up in a couple hours on the weekly podcast. Got a few uh, final thoughts on the dark side of the 2000s, the show that was on Vice a couple nights ago. We are going to talk a little bit about spoilers again. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just go right into Big Brother and we'll go into Temptation Island. I want to spend a good amount of time on Temptation Island because I told you that part two of the finale and the reunion show was batshit crazy and hopefully you've seen it by now and you did watch it last night. I mean, I can't even... There's so many different things that happened on the reunion show. So many things, different things that were said. So many different things that happened that you were just like, wait, what? It was crazy. And if we have some time, I'll update you on what's going on on the BH90210 restored Instagram account. <laughs> because, you know, I follow that every day. And we'll get to all that momentarily. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, let's start off with this. Coming up in a couple hours, we have a double feature for you in the weekly podcast. First off, you are going to hear from Caitlin Tufts. She was in the relationship with Hall. She was engaged to Hall on Temptation Island. They go to the island, and we all know what happened. She probably in the most talked about relationship, and her ex-fiance is probably the most talked about guy, one of the most hated guys probably in America right now. I thought that nobody could beat him, and then Christopher showed up on the reunion show and said, no, I want to take that title from you, Hall. Holy fuck. Anyway, um, you're going to hear from Caitlin first, 30 minutes with her, and then you're going to hear from <clears throat> um, where, where I talked to, because I wanted to talk some Bachelor bachelorette finale and what better people to bring on than chad and lizzie from the game of roses so it's about 30 minutes with each of them and i hope you enjoy it uh but i definitely wanted to get in some temptation island talk and then bachelorette finale talk and then the next couple weeks is going to be with casey costa from the big d an incredible story that you need to hear 
Um, and then maybe some more Temptation Island people after that. And then my one that I've been working on for three months, that one's going to happen. It looks like the week of September uh, 18th, I believe. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what's coming up in a couple hours. So check that out. A couple other things I wanted to talk about in regards to Dark Side of the 2000s, which was on Vice. Thank you to everybody who reached out to me who told me, because I was so confused on how they pulled up my old site that I literally, I didn't even know existed anymore, or how you could pull it up, and I, there is an archive, there is a uh, website that archives um, all old websites and what they used to look like, and going back all the way, because I started that thing in 2004, so unfortunately, you can't scrub anything, uh, you can't scrub it, it's there, um, unfortunately, um, and you know, obviously I'm just, you, you know, my stance on uh, my old writings. Uh, I don't write that way anymore. And that's all that matters. Um, embarrassing to, to see it brought up on the vice show, but it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it. I thought one of the interesting things that one of the producers, I think it was Michael Carroll who said this in the show on Tuesday night was he said, as a producer, my job was to fake sympathy with a contestant and then go for the jugular. That was the exact quote. Fake sympathy and go for the jugular. And, I mean, <clears throat> look, that was, <laughs> I cannot tell you, and I'm not going to name names here, but you know I obviously have spoken to a lot of contestants after the fact. And the amount of contestants, I'm even talking about contestants that went home early who told me, yeah, my producer was so sad, they were crying in the car with me when I was getting sent home. They thought I was going to last so much longer. And I don't even know if they're listening to this podcast. Maybe they are. I'm telling you right now, my response to you when you told me that was basically just to appease you. Um, the actual answer that I wanted to give you is they don't give a shit about you, especially if you're someone who went home in episode two or episode three. If your producer was crying in the car with you, it was just to make you feel better. That's really all it was. Like, if you go home that early, it's for a reason. You were never going to last on the show. So to hear now a producer admit, like, yeah, I'd cry with my contestants, fake sympathy with them, and then try and get something more out of them. I cannot tell you how many contestants have told me their producer cried in the car with them after they were eliminated and said, I can't believe they broke up with you. I thought you guys had a connection. I really thought you were going far. And I'm sitting there just going, oh, God, they're falling for it. They're falling for it. You fell for it. Sorry. They did not care that you didn't go far. Why did they cry then? Because it's their job? <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the way it works. So... Yeah, but it was really crazy to hear a producer, a former producer, actually admit that on that show. Uh, we also got the infamous, please stop interrupting me, from Jake Pavelka, which immediately brought Vienna to tears. I mean, it's one of the most iconic moments in the show's history because I can't believe some PR person or whoever Jake Pavelka's manager was told him that would it would be it would be a good idea to absolutely denigrate a ex fiance on TV during an interview and make her cry and yell at her 
I mean, it's just mind-boggling, mind-boggling that he did that. When she basically said, like, this is what he does, talks over me and all that, and then exactly what he did. Just absolutely crazy. But, I mean, that you know, that's the show. I mean, that's, that was Jake and, I mean, they, you heard Vienna on the podcast a couple of years ago. I mean, it was just, she, she laid it out there exactly how their relationship was. It was never good. Like, almost from the time they left, I believe their finale was in St. Lucia. Almost from the time they left St. Lucia, it was just a disaster almost. So, um, if you want to go listen to that interview, I, I don't know what number it was. You know, today we're at, what, I don't know, 353? Um, I'm forgetting, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> certainly interesting um, if you ever want to go back and listen to the Vienna interview. I know I bring this up at the end of every Bachelorette season. I just wanted to bring it up again because it doesn't seem to register with a lot of people, and that is the fact that when <clears throat> the spoiler hasn't been revealed and the show has started to air and everyone's back on social media, or from the time they get back on social media, obviously people look for clues and clues of this and clues of that. And I say this every season and nobody seems to want to listen, but you can't figure out the winner 100% by looking at social media clues when the finale was already filmed because there's so much confirmation bias happening and once people realize, especially like take this season, for example, <clears throat> the only thing that was out there was the final four. And then we realized, OK, it wasn't Aaron that won this thing. And it started to become clear it wasn't Xavier. So then when it got down to Dot and Joey, it just became this. And I was getting the emails all the time. It just became this. Steve, did you see that Joey did this? And you see that Dot and posted this and you see that Charity posted this. And it's like, yeah, but that would. And, and honest and trust me. All of that would make perfect sense if the show ends with the lead dating two people because then you're in real time and you could be like, oh, shit, look at this. Charity just followed Joey's sister, which she did two months after filming ended, and that had so many people convinced, well, why would she do that if she didn't pick him? That's rude if she didn't pick him. Well, apparently not because she did it and she's been with Dotton ever since April 30th. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it makes all the sense in the world if she's deciding this whole time while the show is airing and she was down to two people and hadn't already made a decision, then you can point to things and say, I think she's leaning this way. Look at what she did on social media. Look what Joey posted. I mean, the things that came out for Joey's camp were just unreal. Yes, I'm very well aware that on May 2nd, three days after the final rose ceremony, he was in the Ozarks for his cousin's wedding and he took a picture and was smiling with a beer in his hand. But yet that made people think that he won. Like, look at how happy he looks at a wedding. Huh? It's his cousin's wedding. Why is, is he not allowed to smile? And it just, like, all these things that po that posted up that were coming for Joey that I kept getting. And people kept telling me, what about this, Steve? What about the picture at the wedding? What about the fact that she followed Joey's sister two months after filming ended? What about uh, doing a TikTok with the song and the phrase, white boy on my roster? I'm just like, okay, and? That's not going to give you an answer because if you want Dotton to win, you can find things that social media-wise, both of them or one of them are doing. 
And it just seems so simple. It's like you can't use social media to 100% tell you this is what happened. You got to find out what happened at filming. That's why I do not care about it unless it's totally blatantly obvious. Joey smiling at a wedding three days after uh, the final rose ceremony in Fiji, that didn't prove anything. Charity on a TikTok with a song that had a phrase, white boy on my roster, that didn't prove anything. Charity following Joey's sister two months after filming, clearly it didn't prove anything. But people want to make their case because they wanted Joey to win. And I get people have their favorites. But every season we go through this when the spoiler isn't out there. Hell, sometimes when the spoiler is out there, people want it to be wrong. So they'll they'll point to other things like I, you know, when I had told you that Michelle was with Nate two weeks before the first episode aired, I was getting stuff once we found out that Brandon made the final two. I was getting stuff from people saying, well, it's Brandon this because look at what he posted and look at what Michelle did. And I think this is I think they're shouting out to each other. And it's just like clearly they weren't. And every single thing with Joey that was coming to me this season, I was just like, I don't know why you're thinking that this is like some major thing. You can only go so far with social media. So everybody that was 1000 gazillion billion percent convinced that Charity was with Joey because of those quote-unquote clues were 100% dead wrong. And yet they wasted so much time talking about it and telling me about it. And it's just like, what am I supposed to do at that point, you know? It's just so bizarre. And it's gonna, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen on Joey's season. Unless I have the winner right away on Joey's season, you know, you know by November or December, until I give the winner, everyone's going to dissect, you know, assuming we'll probably know his final two or final three within a few weeks of, of filming ending. Um, everybody's going to look at every all three of those women or two of those women, his final two, if we know it by then. They're going to look at every single thing that every single one of those girls posts and compare it to what Joey's posting. And if you want one of the girls to win, you're going to make a case for everything that she does. If you want the other girl to win, you're going to make a case for everything she does, which just proves social media will never give you 100% confirmation outside of a major slip-up like uh, an Ari and a Becca or... Caitlin and Sean on Snapchat or Nick on the plane, you know, stuff like that. It just keep it in mind for next season, even though I know it's going to go over most people's heads because I know I'm already getting it next season of, uh, you know, unless I have the winner right away. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, big brother last night. The plan has worked to perfection. I mean, everything that the professors wanted to do when Heisem just started pissing people off 
and talking down to people and telling everybody, oh, this is the way things are going to go and asking people what they think should happen and then basically telling them what he wants to happen. They've gotten fed up with it and their plan worked. They said, we need to backdoor him. We're not putting him up for nomination. We'll put up Cameron. We'll put up Jag. As long as Heisem doesn't win, uh, you know, get um, selected for veto, we're good because everybody in the house wants him out. And even Heisem last night in the episode said, if I get picked for the veto, I'm going to throw it. And yet everyone else in their confessionals is like, Heisem has no idea what's coming. And he didn't. And Felicia used the wording that he used and said, you know, whatever, go after a prince and, uh, you know, go after a king. Um, Heisem's going to scramble all he wants for the next, you know, for probably the last two days, whenever the veto was... uh, whatever day that is filmed. Um, and we're going to see that in tonight's episode, uh, the live eviction show. They're going to show what's happened over the last 48 hours of him probably being blindsided and being like, I can't believe you went after me or whatever. I guarantee you, guarantee you, whatever they show tonight, it's going to be a unanimous vote uh, to vote Heisman out of the house. There's no way this is a flip. I don't care what edit they give you for the first 30 minutes like they did last week to make you think that they were going to save Riley and then she ends up getting voted out 12-0. Guaranteed, Heisem will have zero votes. I mean, excuse me, Heisem will have all the votes. There won't be a single vote for Cameron um, to get eliminated on tonight's live eviction. And that's the way it should be. Like, not only the fact that he's the most annoying person in the house this season, not just my opinion, that seems to be a lot of people's opinion online and in the house, which is pretty much the people you need to impress the most, your house guests. But the guy's also a comp beast. He's won three comps in the first two and a half weeks of the show. So yet another reason why he needed to be out. You can't keep somebody like that around. He's already proving to everybody he can win, and he's too good in competitions. There's, I mean, again, unless something, because I have not been watching the live feeds, haven't been reading about the live feeds. So unless something is going on, that I have no clue about, and somebody else has pissed, and Cameron has done something so egregious to piss everybody off in the house. Heisem's going home tonight, and he's getting every single vote. The one thing that I have come across in terms of live feed stuff is, again, on my For You page, scrolling TikTok, even scrolling on Instagram, is apparently Jared is very, very um, misogynistic. And he's having conversations with women, and the women are just like, I can't believe Jared is saying this stuff. And I haven't picked up on all the conversations, but clearly none of that is getting to CBS on the CBS version that we're seeing on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays because they're just making it seem like him and Blue um, have a you know a showman's going. And I've seen like three clips now where he's having conversations with women Something about like isn't he asked didn't he ask a few women in the house what their number was and he also had a conversation I think he had this conversation with Blue where he's like yeah I have no problem sleep with somebody on the first date but if the girl I was interested in did no that's a that's a no for me and it's just like dude what year are you living in so all I keep hearing is he's coming across really really poor on the live feeds yet we haven't seen one ounce of that on CBS. All right, let's talk about it. Temptation Island. Holy shit. I can't wait for you to hear Caitlin 
uh, talk in the interview coming up in a couple hours. So definitely tune into that. It's our first interview uh, since, obviously, last night's episode. I got the exclusive because I've been covering the show like I have. I have a relationship with NBC Universal. Uh, I'm not in a paid collaboration with them, but you just know I like Temptation Island. I like the Big D, so they give me their contestants. I would have liked more than 30 minutes, but that's what I was given, so I had to take it. Um, so let's start with Caitlin and Hall. I don't want to give too much away, but we pretty much the whole interview is me discussing the things that Hall said to her, and we, we focus on just their relationship. I, with only 30 minutes, I could not get into other stuff with her about you know other couples and anything like that, or I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into their backstory of the eight years of like everything that went on in that relationship. I just didn't have the time. I needed to get out the stuff that I think everybody wanted to know, what he was saying to her, saying that he never felt an emotional connection to her, saying that he, she was not the one he was ever going to marry, saying he didn't, he stopped payment on the ring, like all that stuff we cover. So I can't wait for you to see that. But I think, I think the ultimate thing is, and, and, and I can, and I can tell you this, and I'm going to say it in the open uh, of that, of that podcast coming up in a couple hours is in my mind, I last week I was set to do. Uh, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to do an interview with Hall and I'm going to do an interview with Caitlin separately. But then when I watched the screener and watched part two of the finale and the reunion show last Thursday, I was like, I'm not talking to Hall. There's nothing. Hall doesn't need to me to tell him a hundred times during an interview, dude. That was a shitty thing to do. Because he even, you know, at least not to give him any sort of credit whatsoever, but I guess a little credit on the reunion show last night. He basically just said, yeah, everything I did was wrong. I screwed up. I never should have. I never should have come back into your life. I never should have proposed to you. I never should have gone on the show and I never should have done what I did on the show and said all these things on the show. So I guess a little bit of credit for that. And, you know, we'll see where, you know, you'll you'll hear from Caitlin of where she's at now, because obviously this was filmed last October. The reunion show was filmed in March. So it's been six months since the reunion show and almost a year since this all went down. So enjoy that conversation coming up in a couple hours. Great and Paris. I don't I don't understand these two. Great clearly is a guy that just likes women and he likes women that give him attention. So if I'm Paris, she made it seem like when she was sitting on the couch, she wanted no part of this guy. She's totally put off by him. <laughs> the best part was when she was crying, talking about how Tajik ghosted her, and then like Great's trying to get in that and like put his arm around her and <laughs> get off of me. That was awesome. Paris is Paris is the funniest person on the show, for sure. But I really hope, I have no idea what's going on right now with them because, like I said, the reunion was in back in March, so it's been six months. I don't know what's going on with them. I really hope she doesn't take him back into her life. I think he's proven exactly what he is. He's a player. That's all he is. He's a player. He likes, he wants to, he wants to date around. He wants to have a bunch of options. And he's taken advantage of that in the past. Paris has admitted, you know, at the beginning of the show, when they went on the show, that he cheated on her numerous times. And as long as she keeps staying and as long as she keeps dangling that carrot for him, he's going to keep doing it and he's not going to change his behavior. So I hope for their sake they just are done. But I have no idea. He didn't come across great last night. We talked about Hall and Caitlin, the third couple on the couch. Holy moly, Chris and Maricela. 
the whole thing with talking to family afterwards that just got confusing i didn't under i didn't really understand that but the biggest probably bombshell of the night is the fact that chris uh, alexis gets up there and says um things were going well with chris and i for two months and then i found out i was pregnant and then she said i don't you know i no longer have the child and for chris to sit there and have the audacity to tell a woman that he impregnated who had since lost the baby how do we know that i am the father of this child was about as disrespectful and insensitive as you can get and i if you were to ask me at the end of the season, at the end of before the reunion started, but after we saw all the bonfires, which guy I thought came across the best this season. And look, the bar was set very low with guys like Hall, Great, Roberto, and Chris. I would say Chris was up there. I was like, I thought he'd had the most growth. I thought he handled himself well at times, better than others. And then after the reunion show, I, you know, like I wrote in my tweet last night, Chris made Hall look like the boyfriend of the year. Chris couldn't have been worse if he tried. And kind of like what, what uh, that, uh, that one guy, that one single guy said to him, like, you are a narcissist, dude. And then everyone's saying, why do you have to be so rude? They're calling him out. And he's like, we can all be rude. You're rude. I'm rude. We can all be rude. It's like, oh, my gosh. This guy is like an, a professional gaslighter even though I hate using that word, but oh my gosh, just zero empathy for anything. Like I, I, oh my God, the guy made me so angry last night watching him and just so little care and so little respect for Alexis and what happened in their relationship. And then to find out that, oh, he also got Maricela pregnant at some point. And then after that, Maricela says, yeah, he said the same thing to me when I was pregnant and then someone else was saying, that's three girls you got pregnant. It's like, wait, what? Are we talking three girls in general? At Three girls at the same time were all pregnant? Were, are, is the third girl someone from this cast? Is this someone from, uh, I, you know, we love the gossip. We, we kind of, we love the tea. We never got any information on that. Who is this third girl? Did he really impregnate three different women? And when Maricela said she was pregnant, is that like post-show? Post-filming? Like, these are the things I kind of need to know, but probably not going to get answers to because it's very personal. But <clears throat> as bad as Hall was this season, and he was awful, one of the worst guys ever we've seen in five seasons of this show, I'm sorry, Chris took the cake. Chris absolutely took the cake. He was the biggest loser on that reunion show last night, and it wasn't even close. At least, at least Hall said, you know what? I screwed up. I did everything wrong. I never should have gotten back in Caitlin's life, never should have proposed. I just did it because I felt that was the right, that's what I was supposed to do. And just horrible answer, makes you look like a shitty person, never should have done any of that on television with her, should have just done it all off camera. I still think that what Chris, and the way Chris acted on the stage last night was... 10 times worse than Hall. And then Roberto and Vanessa, I mean, just the balls on this guy. <laughs> he sat there at the final bonfire, and Vanessa flat out asked him, do you want, uh, you know, um, did you stay sleep in the same bed? No. 
Did she see your dick? No. Did you see her naked? No. And all those were flat out lies. And <laughs> again, kind of like the Hall situation, does Roberto get some credit for just being honest and being like, yeah, I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted, I wanted you to not hate me because she would have absolutely clawed his face in half if he would have answered yes to all those questions at the final bonfire. There might, he might have been a bloody mess or she might have, I don't know, suplexed him into the fire pit. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, she was going to get, she was going to, we were going to feel a wrath of Vanessa that we have never seen any human being elicit in this show's history. If Roberto would have said, yeah, I, 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 I slept with her. I slept with her and uh, on the overnight date and yeah. So he didn't just to spare Vanessa's feelings for the time being, and then we find out, yeah, they totally did. It was obvious. And he admitted, she's like, you just lied to me the whole time. He's like, yeah, I just, I'm selfish. I wanted my cake and eated it too. I was like, what? <laughs> like I said, I guess partial credit for that. He's being honest. But, I mean, he was bad. I just look at those four guys. These these are the worst four guys they've ever cast on this show. By far. There's no redeeming qualities about any of them. I know that What's-Her-Face stuck up for Roberto at the end and said he's a good guy, but maybe he's just not a good guy for you, Vanessa. No, he's not a good guy. I don't think he's a total asshole. I just think he's a total player. He doesn't know what he wants. He's a young guy. He's a young guy, a young, good-looking guy who could probably get a lot of women, and he takes advantage of it. There's plenty of guys out there like that, but I just look at these four guys that they cast in the couples, Hall, Roberto, great, Chris, all the women, all the women came out smelling like roses this season. Even Vanessa at the end, I felt like she had a lot of growth. Caitlin obviously looks great. Everybody in America is behind her. Paris is hilarious. Maricela, I think people really felt for because she had to deal with that asshole, Chris. I mean, I don't know if they could ever find four more less redeeming qualities, uh, uh, less redeeming men with any redeeming qualities than these four jokers they, they had this year. However, with all that said, what a great fucking season of Temptation Island. I told you you would not be disappointed by that reunion show. Please tell me you weren't. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review as well. Like I said, in two hours from now, you get a double feature podcast. We got Caitlin, Luff, uh, Caitlin Tufts coming up first, 30 minutes with her, and then 30 minutes with Chad and Lizzie from the Game of Roses podcast talking about Charity's finale, Joey's season, and some issues that I had with the After the Final Rose show. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.